Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, 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 whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you are. So much to get through tonight. Stick around, settle in. You may not like what we've got to talk about, but hey, what else is new on this program? <laughs> what else is new here? It just wouldn't be the Daily Boogie if I didn't upset somebody. Thank you for joining us. Tuesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, then by all means, please click that crooked little arrow on your DLive screen. Or if you're listening to the live stream on Podbean, then please share it out to your relevant social media arteries. I am Boogie Bumper, your host, probably for the next couple of hours or so. May have to cut things short. We'll see how we go. I'm waiting to hear word back on someone else, whether or not I should do a uh, an emergency sweep of the surrounding areas for any last minute supplies, any gaps that we may have in our lockdown booty. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you've been following me on Twitter, then you'll know that I've alluded to some breaking news and I'm going to get right into it. I'm not going to fuck you around. Uh, alluded to some breaking news over the last 24 hours. I wasn't even going to mention it. I wasn't even going to talk about it because I don't like doing breaking news. I'm not the breaking news guy. And you never really know how accurate it's going to be. But uh, I have reason to believe, thanks to a couple of different people in a couple of different areas, that it might be pretty accurate. It might be spot on this time. So we'll see how we go. Um... So thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, by the way, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about your lockdown preparation strategy, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. <clears throat> I'm going to take, I am going to get the plugs in. <laughs> Piper Ohio's in the chat saying, say it. I'm going to get the plugs in. I'm going to tease it up a little bit, but it, it will be in the first part of the show. Put it that way. I've got to get the plugs in, mate. <laughs> if you'd like to leave a tip for tonight that you could do so dlive.tv slash boogie bumper get some of those slippery soury little lemons and leave them in my fruit bowl or of course streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper text to speech and media plays so let's let me show you this first of all and then i'll get to the info that i've got oh thank you for joining us sorry i've got the i've got the alerts on now gypsy where did you steal the diamond gypsy let me show you this first of all and this might, you know, uh, this might paint a better picture of the info that I've gotten over the last 24 hours. Uh, government to tighten restrictions on social gatherings to curb COVID-19 spread. Pubs and restaurants could face unprecedented restrictions as the government works to stop the spread of the virus. 
The National War Cabinet met on Tuesday night. The War Cabinet. <laughs> the National War Cabinet. Met on Tuesday. We're at war, are we? It's interesting. We're at war with the sniffles. We're at war with some uh, sick pensioners. Some news to them. The National War Cabinet met on Tuesday night where they discussed further restrictions on indoor gatherings at pubs and restaurants. The Prime Minister is expected to announce the restrictions on Wednesday. That's today here. This story came out, you know, 10 minutes ago. So Wednesday is today in Australia. Now, the reason I'm showing you this is because I want you to think of how things have accelerated, right? Last week, uh, we got told that last week on Friday, gatherings of more than 500 people were banned. And then by Sunday, that had changed to 100 people. Okay. There was a stimulus package announced of, you know, a few billion dollars last week. And now another stimulus package of double that has been announced this week. Think of how things have accelerated in Italy, for example. Three weeks ago, nobody was even sick. Three weeks ago, everything was fine in Italy. Now the whole country is under lockdown. Think of how things have accelerated in the European Union. A month ago, nobody was talking about quarantining. Nobody was even talking about stopping flights coming out of the affected area of China. That was silly. That was silly talk. Now the entirety of the European Union is essentially under quarantine. Nobody's allowed in or out, believe it or not. Think about how things have accelerated in the United States. You've got stimulus packages. You've got uh, the mayor of... I was watching Revenge of the Sis earlier, by the way. If you're not following Revenge of the Sis, you should do so. Don't miss out on that show. Um, I was watching that earlier. The governor of Florida has Ring now announced that... and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Sebastian. The governor of Florida has just announced that as of 5 p.m. this afternoon, bars, restaurants... Uh, will be suspended for 30 days. Can you imagine Miami and Orlando with their nightlife? Like even, even I'm aware of that the Miami nightlife is famous. You know what I mean? The bars and the restaurants in Miami, on the beach, closed, done, kaput, for 30 days. The Republican governor, mind you. Uh, we've been, we spoke yesterday about how Basic personal freedoms are being torn to shreds under the guise of action against a virus. Not just in Australia, not just in the UK, but worldwide. And we lamented the fact that for so long, people have fallen back on the idea that it can't happen here. One of our favourite sayings on this program, if you're new to it. Uh, you know, the majority of the audience for this program is in the United States. And so often we get the same line thrown back at us it can't happen here what do you know you stupid foreigner you don't know anything it can't happen here <laughs> we've got the constitution we've got the bill of rights well your right to free assembly has been neutralized now constitution or not it seems they don't care they're just going to do it to you anyway and the sad reality is many people are loving the fact that it's happening to them they support it at very least, they don't know about it or they don't care about it, one or the other. So, 
keep that in your mind how things are accelerating because what I'm about to tell you then doesn't seem so far-fetched. I'm talking about Australia. One more story, incidentally. Um, For those who aren't aware, Anzac Day is a pretty big deal here in Australia. Anzac standing for the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. It is effectively a bigger holiday than Christmas in this country. And everybody gets the day off. A lot of people get blind drunk. And it's about uh, memorials for the diggers in World War I, the Australian troops in World War I, right? Huge day. Huge national holiday. Cancelled. For now, it's just the overseas Anzac Day ceremony. So, for example, you've got Anzac Cove in Turkey where the Turkish government allows thousands of Australian tourists every year to go to the place where, uh, in Gallipoli, where the Australian troops landed in World World War I in Turkey to commemorate the fallen soldiers of over 100 years ago. You've got other places like the small town in France called Villa Bretonneau which commemorates Anzac Day every year because the Australian troops liberated them in World War One. They actually have, you know, Australian flags up in the town on Anzac Day. Thank you for joining us. That's cancelled. So it's only the overseas ones for now. I wouldn't be surprised if it will just eventually happen locally. Anzac Day canned. That's what I mean when we're talking about how things are accelerating here. So... Uh, I'm very, I'm a very lucky person because despite being a very average blue, an average, a man of average intelligence and a blue collar worker, my circle of friends are all very intelligent people who do very well in their respective industries, who are in relatively high positions in the jobs that they're in, which comes in handy from time to time. And I got message yesterday from someone that within the next... 36 hours or thereabouts, uh, Australia is looking to be under full lockdown, full complete lockdown. What that means exactly, I'm not sure. Um, I suspect it'll be things like, you know, they've already announced bars and restaurants, right? I suspect public transport, no go. Gatherings of more than maybe 10 people will be banned. Uh, that means offices closing down, industries closing down, factories closing down, all travel banned unless it's essential travel, uh, all work stopped unless it's deemed essential work or government work, I suspect. And uh, when you live in a city like I do of about four and a half million people, uh, that will that will cripple the country's economy. Sydney is the beating heart of the Australian economy. It's the golden egg. It's the jewel of the South Pacific. And when Sydney comes to a standstill, the rest of the country drops dead economically. So, you know, but things like this can change and it's and it's in the rumour mill in the in in government circles and where it was spat out to me. But then you go around various other sources and you can and you see what you can find out. So the first thing that uh, came to mind was, okay, 
Grocery deliveries. Grocery deliveries is a pretty big deal here in this country. A lot of people get their groceries delivered now. Because why line up at the supermarket when you can just have it delivered? Uh, incidentally, I went to my local supermarket this morning just to see if I could um, get a couple of things. We're pretty good. Like if we have to stay home for a few weeks, we're covered. That's fine. But I just thought, well, I'll just see what I can get. Um, my local supermarket, which is a family-run business, uh, is completely gutted. Empty. 15 minutes after it was open this morning. Completely gutted. Practically every shelf empty. So there's two major supermarket chains here that control around 85 to 90% of the market, that being Woolworths and Coles. Coles in particular. So if we assume that a full government shutdown is coming on Thursday, which is tomorrow our time, which is the information that I've been given, then Coles, it makes more sense now, that Coles has suspended all home deliveries for after Thursday without making any official statement. You cannot get a delivery of groceries to your home after Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Piper, Ohio, Woolworths still exists. Yeah, Woolworths exists, but it's a different company to the American company. There's no connection. It's just got, they've just got the same name, but it's a completely different company. So that's an indicator, right? Because what might you, what you suspect might happen would be something like the top, the two top supermarket chains that control about 85% of the market in supermarkets here in this country. You would think that if there was going to be a government shutdown, if there was going to be a lockdown of the entirety of the Australian population, that they may be alerted to this fact before anybody else. And they may be given a couple of days to make preparations around that, right? Without announcing it to the public because their already depleted stores would be overrun if it was announced to the public, hey, in two days' time, Everybody's going to be banned from traveling. Nobody's going to be allowed to work. Everything's going to be stopped for two weeks. Otherwise, why else would they suspend all home deliveries after Thursday? <laughs> if you go on their website, you try to get a delivery after Thursday, can't do it, can't get one. So that was one indicator that would support the information that I was given. I have another friend who's who does quite well in the finance industry who was told at the beginning of this week, make preparations for the office to be cleared out by Friday. By Friday. And if you know anything about the finance industry, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's, a, it's pretty much a 24-7 gig, right? Finance is always happening because somewhere around the world, there are always markets open, right? So for the entirety of the, uh, you know, the office to be sent home, would indicate to me that whoever's running that particular organization, that particular corporation, doesn't suspect that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for finance work to take place post-Thursday. Which is another indicator that the information I have is correct. I'm not saying it is because plans can change, but at, at this point, all signs are pointing to that it's correct. Uh, another friend of mine who's quite high up in the logistics game has been given similar advice that by the end of this week, you'll all be working from home. Don't bother coming in. Now, what is logistics? 
logistics is getting things from one place to another in an orderly time and fashion efficiently. Uh, this guy is probably responsible for multiple millions of dollars worth of stock arriving and dispatching where it should be at the right time. Millions of dollars worth of movements weekly. So if uh, people in that industry are being sent home at the end of this week, then, and if they knew about it, and remember, these are all big companies we're talking about here. These are all the top dogs in the Australian economy. You would suspect if a company of that magnitude, and if I mentioned them, you'd know them, they're worldwide. You would suspect if a company of that magnitude has been preparing for their office to be shut down for a week, then they're not expecting as much logistics work to be taking place after Thursday, right? So, whilst the information that I was given may prove to be inaccurate, at this point, I can see a lot of signs pointing to why it might be accurate after all. And effectively, by this time tomorrow, or perhaps, you know, like I said, around 36 hours from now, uh, Australia could be in complete lockdown. And like I said, I imagine that means uh, work stops unless it's deemed essential work or government work. Even government departments would be shut down. No public transport. Supermarkets closed. Bars, restaurants closed. Nightlife closed. Shopping malls closed. Right? And uh, the effect on the economy that this will have in a city like Sydney, which, like I said, is the economic beating heart of my country, Australia, would be devastating. It's devastating if Sydney sh shuts down for one day. <laughs> and the talk is that this lockdown, everybody being forced to remain in their homes, could last as long as two weeks. Two weeks. Hospitals? I'm not sure. Lindy Thor says, uh, Lady Thor says, we are shut down effective today. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing I was talking about on this show for the last three weeks, constantly coming up against this same line, and I am I know you're sick of hearing it. It can't happen here, right? How many times have we heard it? It can't happen here, Boogs. It can't happen here. It won't happen here. Ladies and gentlemen, with respect, if you're in the United States, if it's happening here in Australia it's probably going to happen to you too. Maybe just a little bit further down the road. <coughs> there are people in the chat right now in various cities in the United States who are, who, it is happening to them right now. Lockdowns. Shut down. Shut down the whole show. So that's the info I have that it's looking like, it's looking increasingly like Australia will be in total lockdown within the next 36 hours. 24 million people in total. And, I, you know, there's going to be a lot of confusion if that happens. There's going to be a lot of confusion. There's going to be a lot of outrage. There's going to be a lot of panic. <laughs> and if you remember three weeks ago, we were talking about the mixed messaging that people were receiving. This is where the chickens come home to roost. This is why it was highly... It was highly 
inappropriate and unethical for people in government to not have a unified message on this thing from the beginning. Because now you are leaving people in a place where they are completely and wholly unprepared for it. Where large sections of the community still think that there is nothing to worry about here. And like we said on this show, whether you think coronavirus is going to kill you or not, whether you think it's worse than the flu or not, the reality is people's reaction to it will make it real. And people said I was nuts until they went down to the supermarket and couldn't even buy a roll of fucking toilet paper. (laughs) So that's where we're at in the great land of Down Under, the lucky country. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said yesterday, and look, here's the thing. Um, We've got more coronavirus stuff to do today, but tomorrow I'm, I'm planning on, I'm trying to, fingers crossed, unless there's some other breaking world event, I'm trying to, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow to have a coronavirus-free program to just like let, try and break our minds out of this endless cycle of event reaction, event reaction, event reaction. Because I don't want to be a part of it, and I'm sure you don't want to be a part of it, and I'm getting bored of it, and I'm sure you're get- if I'm getting bored of it as the host, I'm sure as the audience, you're doubly bored of hearing about it from me. So tomorrow we're aiming for a coronavirus-free show, but today. We've got to take some care of business. Uh, take a care of some business first. Uh, Nima's in the chat on uh, Podbean. Thank you so much for joining us. Whole neighbourhoods and blocks are under quarantine right now. Uh, I don't know where you are, Nima, but I suspect that a lot of people have a similar story. I suspect a lot of people are in that boat, and like I said, by tomorrow my whole country could be in that boat and we'll see what happens from that we'll see where that leads us so this this is what i imagine would happen this is france ladies and gentlemen the the video i'm showing you is france (laughs) will they steal boogie's freedom of speech by tomorrow raging smirk they probably already have and i just don't know it yet (laughs) let's be fair here We've been hitting uh, the conservative government in this country uh, because we have to, because we have to be consistent. When governments do bad things, I don't care what side of the aisle they uh, pretend to be on. Uh, if they deserve ire, they will, re- they shall receive it. And we've been hitting the conservative government on this side of the planet for not being protective enough of free speech and free rights. So... They are telling us in, uh, it won't go that far, but they are telling everyone to stay in our homes unless we must go out. Yeah. Uh, that's Nima in the chat on Podbean, by the way. Well, you know, this is the thing. They'll tell you it's not going to get that far until it gets that far. As we went through, you know, the earlier part of the show, talking about how things have accelerated from nothing's going on to banning 500 people, to banning 100 people, to banning groups of 10 people, Nothing's going on to banning the bars and restaurants to now quarantine to national guards being called into various towns. They'll say whatever they have to say in the moment to keep as many people from panicking as they possibly can. As a general rule of thumb, I suspect if governments came out and told you the truth of what they plan to do at every step of the, you know, at every step of the way during this saga, then uh, people would be a lot worse off. 
the stores would e- would be even more empty. You would probably have people stabbing each other in the streets by now. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So this is France. And again, pointing to the information that I got that Australia could be in complete lockdown by tomorrow. Um, if they had have announced it publicly, I suspect this is what the supermarkets might look like. France, as we know, is being run by an inept moron in Emmanuel Macron, who has no that he has no confidence in regards to how his people view him. He's a hated leader. Uh, he's been dealing with rolling endless riots for months now in the capital of Paris. So he announced that there are going to be massive lockdowns in France, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what happened at the local supermarket. Have a look at that. (laughs) Does anybody else appreciate the irony here that the government of France comes out and says, uh, we need need you to practice social distancing? We need you to practice social distancing, ladies and gentlemen. Do not gather in big groups of people. Do not gather in large groups. Please try to avoid gathering in large groups. By the way, we're shutting the whole country down. So if you could all go down to the supermarket the next 24 hours and get what you need, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Oh, he's an absolute genius. He might be a genius when it comes to banking, but when it comes to politics, he would have to reach up to touch a snake's ass. He's that low. Crushing getting into the into the shop. Empty shelves. That'll happen. People lining up with empty shopping trolleys. This, I imagine, is what happens when you announce to people that you're in, when you're bringing in a full country lockdown in the next 24 hours, this is probably what happens at the local store. So it makes sense to me that the governments are telling the companies we're going to shut the, uh, the country down in the next two days and not telling the public. And instead, they'll just tell the public they'll probably make an announcement at nine o'clock in the morning and say by five o'clock this afternoon meaning anybody who finishes work after then has to go straight home. You're not allowed to go out for a drink. You don't go out for dinner. You go straight home, and that's where you'll stay for the next two weeks. Kimmy in the chat, Why Censored, said, this has gotten ridiculous. I noticed that you put Kimmy in your name now, so I can't just say Why Censored anymore. That was very cheeky of you. Um, Why Censored in the chat. I'm going to say it anyway. Why Censored, whatever her name is. Kimmy in the chat says, this has gotten ridiculous. We knew it would get ridiculous. Like, are you are you even surprised? Like, I don't understand how anybody could be surprised at this point. And it's it's highly amusing to me when I get accused of being fearful and panicking. When I'm the only when I'm one of the only ones who are saying, no, no, I expect this. I expect this to happen. Do I sound fearful and panicky, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> or do I sound like a man who, you know is confident that he's seeing pretty much what he expected to see at this point. 
I've got a pantry full of food. I've got a car full of fuel. I'm the opposite of panicking. The people in the stores, they're panicking. They're panicking now, fighting each other over toilet paper. They're the ones panicking. The ones who said don't panic (laughs) are the ones panicking. So my beautiful city, jewel of the South Pacific, that being uh, the beautiful, the, the vibrant, the young Sydney, ladies and gentlemen, you sound pissed. Everyone keep your anger cold and keep focused. Oh, if I was pissed, you'd know about it. It's pre- I've said on this show before, I'm pretty much only capable of experiencing... I'd, I'm not ex- capable of experiencing human emotion anymore except for fleeting moments of white-hot rage, and this is not that. <laughs> if we come across one of those moments of white-hot rage, you'll know about it. People in the chat will tell you, yeah, once or twice over the last few years, I've, I've seen white-hot rage from books, but that's about it. <laughs> I still, I still laugh a lot. Mm. So my beautiful city, uh, that which Sydney siders are very proud of, um, jewel of the South Pacific, beating heart of the Australian country, uh, probably one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful, natural harbour on planet Earth. I'm going to see if I can show you just what what I'm talking about here. Why not go a little off topic here? Drone. Yeah. Sydney. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, okay. This will do. Let me show you my city, ladies and gentlemen. And show you, and then I'll show you what's about to happen to it. If, like we suspect. And that's not what I wanted. If, like we suspect, that like the information that I've been given spiraling out of uh, some political circles is that within the next 24 hours, the country will be on lockdown. Let me show you my beautiful city of Sydney. Boy walks south out in a broken track Father said my son so much trouble I must leave behind And you can still do well, let me remind sunshine most of the year always busy always something to do friendly for the most part like I said young bold creative fun energetic stunning look at that harbour that's the view when you take the ferry from, um, say, Manly, for example, and, and sail into the where the ferries dock in Sydney Harbour. That's the view that you get, the first look of Sydney, when you come in by boat. Not bad, is it, huh? 
And you can see the Harbour Bridge there. People over the Harbour Bridge, back and forth. Uh, incidentally, if there's ever a shutdown on the Harbour Bridge, that one bridge is so important to this city that if there's some... Sometimes we get the occasional idiot who climbs up on the Harbour Bridge. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Sometimes we get the occasional idiot protester who wants to climb up on the Harbour Bridge and hang some protest sign down and causes the entire bridge to stop. Like they close the bridge. When that happens, just say it happens for about four or five hours trying to get this idiot protester off the bridge. That one event, that one shutdown, that one slowdown will cost the city hundreds of millions of dollars for a few hours of shutdown, right? That's how vital that piece of infrastructure is. When it was built, I, th I forget how many lanes it is, maybe eight lanes. It was built that long ago <laughs> when the guy who designed it said we should make it eight lanes. Everyone said he was a raving lunatic. What do you need eight lanes on the bridge for? <clears throat> he was an absolute visionary because he knew the city was going to grow. Thank you for the diamond rocks box. Beautiful boogie. It is. And we're very proud of it. So it's always a, a hub of activity. There's always, like I said, it's a city of four and a half million people. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the view from northern Italy, a city in northern Italy, 24 hours after northern Italy was placed in lockdown by its government. And like I opened the show with, we suspect, we have reason to believe, we have reasonably good information to believe that Australia, the entirety of the country of Australia, will be in effectively an Italy-style lockdown within the next 36 hours. So this is what Northern Italy looks like now, thanks to the lockdown. Compare this to what you saw in Australia. A ghost town. Six-lane highways, if you're listening to the podcast, six-lane highways empty. Baranzate, Baranzati, I don't know how you say it, in Italy. Gee, it looks a lot like Wuhan, doesn't it? Remember the videos we were playing on this show about a month ago of people taking video from inside the Wuhan city, inside Wuhan province, and it looked like a ghost town like this? And do you remember people in the chat saying that this is all fake? They're fake videos. It's not really happening. Okay. I can I can I can see why that has some credibility because we're talking about China. China where all social media, all video is highly 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 regulated and it's incredibly difficult to get anything out without somebody from the government knowing about it. That makes sense. Now explain it for Italy. Now do the same thing to Italy. Where you do not have the same kind of information, where the entirety of the media is not controlled by the Chinese Communist government. Because what we're looking at now, these images of cities in Italy now, look exactly like Wuhan looked a month ago. And it's the exact same kind of imagery that we were showing on this program from Wuhan, where people said it's not real, it's fake. It's an op. It's a psyop. For what purpose, I don't know. But even then, I said, look, 
if you want to think it's a psyop or not, that's fine. That's up to you. But the reaction to this will make it real for you. Governments will start banning gatherings. Governments will start banning sporting events. They will close public transport. It's bound to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, in our next instalment of It Can't Happen Here, which is one of the personal favourites I have on this program, as we take another sip of beer, lockdown beer, Let's do it like a game show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a today's installment of It Can't Happen Here. I'm your host, Boogie Bumper. Thank you so much for joining us. On today's program, we yet again shatter somebody's dreams. We yet again pop another bubble. For people who say that things that happen in other places can't happen in their place because their place is different and special. Because their politicians love them where other politicians hate their people. In today's installment of It Can't Happen Here, we bring to you the drones, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember when we played on this show the clips of the drones flying around in China, following people around, telling them that they need to go home, get off the street, we are watching you, the police are watching you, right? Do you remember that footage we played on the show? It can't happen here. It's not going to happen here. We specifically said it will happen there. They will do it to you too. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you I give you the police drones of Spain. This is the police speaking. Police are using drones to tell people to stay at home. After Spain's government set tight restrictions on outdoor movement. Por favor, las autoridades sanitarias Police health authorities recommend coming back home and leaving parks, ladies and gentlemen. The flying security drones of China have made it all the way to Spain. Just like that. In what, three weeks? Because at some point, somebody in government saw what was happening to the Chinese people, saw that the Chinese authorities were flying drones around ordering people to go home. Unprecedented levels of surveillance. Unprecedented levels of intrusion. Somebody saw that the Chinese police were doing this to their citizens and they thought, you know what? That's a fucking great idea. Why don't we do that too? So this is Spain. There you go. They're showing the Chinese footage. <laughs> They're showing the footage from China. So that's Spain. Part two of today's installment of It Can't Happen Here comes to you from, of course, everybody's favourite uh, lockdown country, ladies and gentlemen, Italy. Drones in Italy, ladies and gentlemen, chasing people around on the street, ordering them to go home. Remember, it can't happen here. Thank you for the diamond gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond gypsy? Where did you steal the diamond gypsy? Mm. 
you can see if you're watching, if you're listening to the uh, podcast, you can't see what's on the screen. You effectively have police doing door-to-door sweeps on an Italian street, being supported with with air support, with flying drones that are making announcements over loudspeakers. The dystopian future of your worst nightmares is here, ladies and gentlemen. It'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. From the good old US of A. K Street looks to ride coronavirus relief efforts. What on earth are we talking about? Like every other show, ladies and gentlemen, everything we refer to in tonight's program will be in the show notes for after the show. Listen to this. Remember, it can't happen here. Tattoo that phrase on your frontal lobe. Every time you hear somebody tell you it can't happen here, remember this. Remember this program. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Lobbyists for drone makers and hog farmers, not to mention the oil and gas industry, among others, are looking to hitch a ride on the federal government's coronavirus response. The deluge of asks, as K Street refers to such pleas, include policies that might help address the crisis and revive the economy. But other proposals are similar to ones the same industries have pushed for years, for years, and have only a tenuous connection to the pandemic. Even some in the influence industry are calling foul. Two two dozen trade groups that have been pressing President Donald Trump to scrap his tariffs on imports from China since they were implemented in 2018 have re-pitched the idea as a way to offset the grave economic damage. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, the title of tonight's program comes into full view. Under attack from all sides. If you are still caught in the left-right paradigm, you are behind the curve. We can think of no other policy tool at the administration's disposal that would have such fast and beneficial impact as the immediate and retroactive removal of these tariffs, they wrote in a letter to Larry Kudlow, director of Trump's National Economic Council on Friday. Big business, ladies and gentlemen. The National Retail Federation, which signed the letter calling for tariff relief, also lobbied lawmakers to include a tweak to the Republican tax law that the trade group has been pushing for since shortly after it passed in 2017. The change would refund an estimated $15 billion to $30 billion to hotels, restaurants and retailers that have invested in their properties over the last two years but haven't been able to take advantage of the same tax breaks as other businesses, according to who? Oh, you know this guy, David French. (laughs) If you don't know who David French is, look him up. The trade group's top lobbyist. We are not trying to take advantage of a crisis, he said. The oil and gas industry is pushing the administration for strategic petroleum reserve purchases, faster drilling permits on federal lands, royalty relief and increased deductions for drilling expenses. A drone industry industry group, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, it can't happen here. Drones flying around harassing private citizens, telling them to go home, only happens in China. Well... At least it did until a few days ago. Then it was happening in Spain. And now it's happening in Italy. And now, quote, a drone industry group called the Small UAV Coalition, meanwhile, 
asked the Trump administration this month to rush through consideration of waiver requests for drones to be operated at night above people and abond and beyond the operator's line of sight. You know how you've been clinging. Remember, I've been I've been talking about drones and the potential problems around drones on this program for as long as we've been doing it. This is now what the two hundred and sixth episode of this podcast, and we've been pretty much talking about it from the beginning. And people have been clinging to this idea that no, no, there's nothing to worry about because you can't fly a drone over my house. You see, because I've got privacy, I've got rights. <laughs> I, there are laws against it, Boog. There are laws against that kind of thing. It'll never happen here. Why, I'll just shoot it down, will you? <coughs> when they remove that protection layer from you, when they remove that law that protects you in your bubble about why this will never be a problem for you, why it will never happen here, it can't happen here. When they remove that and you shoot the drone down, you will be arrested for damaging somebody else's property. You're the one that's going to be thrown in prison. Do you understand? When they remove the prohibition for people to fly drones over other people's houses, if you shoot it down, you are effectively damaging somebody else's property. The police come to arrest you, not the guy flying the drone. Capiche? <laughs> I'll read it again. A drone industry group called the Small UAV Coalition. Meanwhile, coming. I'll see you in hell. The small UAV coalition, meanwhile, asked the Trump administration this month to rush through consideration of waiver requests for drones to be operated at night above people and beyond the operator's line of sight, arguing they could be used for deliveries of medical supplies and samples. Yeah. <laughs> the drones are coming to save us from the coronavirus. Yay. <laughs> We're going to deliver medicine to people. <laughs> like like little propelled Santa Clauses. <laughs> See you in hell. Like, and toilet paper. Yes, we'll load up the drones with toilet paper and hand sanitizer and penicillin and we'll fly them over the pension. We'll fly them over the old folks' home. Say <laughs> so you please, you need to remove this ban on flying drones over people's houses so we can get the medicine to the people, Mr. President. We just want to help. Sir, yes, sir. We're patriots. <laughs> that is just as ridiculous as the mayor, as the uh, governor of New York saying that we're only bringing the National Guard in to help with the cleaning effort. Do you remember that last week? Oh, no, no. no. We're only bringing the National Guard in because they're going to serve food and help clean the countertops. <laughs> yes, that's why we need... Men in fatigues with, with sidearms to help clean the hotels. Oh, okay. Welcome to the National Guard, Patriot. Here is your sponge. Here is your bottle of pledge. Now get to it. It's time to save America. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> there you have it. The drones. It can't happen here. It won't happen here. We've got rights, you know. We've got a constitution. Another reason why we're not surprised on this program, I'd like to be surprised from time to time, but unfortunately it's very difficult because these people are as predictable as sunrise. 
I'm pretty sure it was last week or the week before we spoke about what's going to happen when the airline industry comes cap in hand to the taxpayer and says, we want money, we need your money. I spoke about that, the fact that Australian airlines, ladies and gentlemen, Australia is a long way away from the rest of the world. So international flights here cost you a fortune. They cost you an arm and a leg. Airline companies in Australia that fly international routes were dropping their prices by more than 25%. Not 5%, not 10%, 25%, a quarter of their usual price. That, ladies and gentlemen, indicates only one thing to me and one thing only, that they are panicking. Panicking. Because it is such an earner for these companies, flying people from Australia to other countries, that the idea of dropping 25%, they would be losing money. Dropping prices by 25%. Losing money. Especially if they can only get the plane, say, half full or a third full. So when people were trying to tell me that the economy in Australia is, is, is in such great, great shape, and again, this is another edition of It Can't Happen Here because we're getting to you in the United States. Don't worry about that. When people were trying to tell me that the economy is, well, it's, we, are, we are ready. <laughs> we are in the best possible position to handle this coronavirus stuff. It's not even that big of a deal. The economy is in great shape. All of the companies are doing wonderfully. And then the very next breath they say, by the way, Airline tickets have been dropped by 25% in price. That does not indicate that the airlines are doing well. That indicates that the airlines are going <laughs> nose diving. Pardon the pun. Mr. Velder in the chat. Thank you. Look at this. My son-in-law is a pilot for Delta and he's home without pay right now. Right now. So we said on this program, you watch, tourism is going to be hit. This was my main frustration with this whole coronavirus thing, and it has been all along. People are focusing on the wrong thing. People are constantly just going back to the same irrelevant talking points, like such as it hasn't killed as many people as the flu. Congratulations, you can read basic, uh, basic statistics. That's not Ring the issue. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Bocker Bradley, thanks for the sub. Thank you for joining us, sir. Follow Bocker Bradley on DLive, by the way. DLive.tv slash Bocker Bradley. People are focusing on the wrong talking points. Irrelevant shill talking points. Oh, it hasn't killed as many people as the flu. Congratulations. That's not the problem. The problem is all the other stuff. When tourism goes belly up, when aviation goes belly up, Somebody said to me, um, well, how, somebody said to me, how can it be a real crisis if the planes are still flying? To which I replied, well, who's going to shut them down? Are the billion dollar companies going to send themselves broke by stopping their own flights? Or are the governments going to stop them when they rely on the aviation industry? Make no mistake about it. If the government didn't rely on the aviation industry, they would not be bailing them out. So we, we said, you watch. The aviation industry, the airlines, will come cap in hand to the government and demand your money. 
taxpayer money. It is bailout 2020. And there's going to be a whole lot of pundits. The Sean Hannity's, the Laura Ingram's, I dare I say it, even the Dan Bongino's, who are going to be the kinds of people who were railing against Barack Obama's bailout of the banks in 2009, who will now be clapping like trained seals for the Trump bailout of 2020. There will be professional pundits who call themselves free market, small government conservatives, ladies and gentlemen, who have spent over a decade railing against the bailouts of the Obama administration in 2009, who will now pretend like there was no such bailout. Like, it's, like bailouts are now a good thing because Trump's doing it. Because Trump's the one doing it. Now we love the bailouts. That will be happening. Prepare yourself for it. It will make you sick. Good evening, everyone. I'm Peter Overton. Welcome to Nine Special Coronavirus Bulletin. And right from the start, we have breaking news. A decision tonight by the federal government to pump money into Australia's aviation industry. Our airlines have gone from thriving flag carriers for the nation to ghost ships of the sky, losing money hand over fist. Let's get the latest on the bailout from our political editor, Chris Ullman. Chris, good evening. Yes, Pete, the government has moved swiftly to give the airlines relief. It will waive the fees they relief. pay to Air Services Australia and the excise on jet fuel. Relief. That adds up to a saving of $715 million and sends a loud message that the government will not allow the major airlines to fail as they will be desperately needed in the recovery. In <laughs> too big to fail. Anybody remember that term, too big to fail? Remember how everybody was really against that term, too big to fail? Do you remember how everyone hated that term, too big to fail? Remember those days? <laughs> Gentle reminder that this is suppo supposedly a, a conservative free market government in Australia right now who is now bailing out multi-billion dollar international corporations because they're too big to fail. And the very same people here who were saying that what Barack Obama did in 09 was absolutely the wrong thing to do are now clapping. Well done. Great leadership, sir. Bold decision, sir. Their principles are thin as cigarette papers. It can't happen here. <laughs> Edition number four of It Can't Happen Here. U.S. airlines seek $50 billion coronavirus bailout to avoid collapse. This is from yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Major U.S. airlines sought a government bailout of more than $50 billion as the White House is urgently drafting a financial assistance package in the wake of financial assistance package. <laughs> Isn't it nice to be assisted? As the White House is urgently drafting a financial assistance package in the wake of the steep falloff in US travel demand sparked by the coronavirus pandemic. A trade association warned that without action, airlines could run out of money by year end or even sooner if credit card companies started withholding payments. Oh, yes. Because I think what you may see, I'm no expert when it comes to economics, but I think what you may see, ladies and gentlemen, is that what's going to be exposed here as capital stops moving through the system, as capital stops washing through the system. So, for example, you get sent home from work 
you're not earning overtime, you stop spending. Uh, you stop spending the same amount of discretionary spending that you did before, right? You don't have the same amount of income, so you're not going to the restaurant, you're not going to the bar, you're not buying the same amount of stuff. Because you're not buying the same amount of stuff, the people that you buy the stuff from aren't getting the same amount of money that they get. So then they don't invest that money into other areas. They start laying people off. They start cutting hours. They're not now spending as much money. This is how you stagnate an economy, right? The reason the economy works is because there is constantly money washing through the system. It's a very old trope, but I'll, I'll trot it out once again. And anyone who's a business owner would know this. You pay the butcher five dollars for for some sausages, right? That butcher then pays, then takes that five dollars, goes down the road and buys five dollars worth of vegetables from the green grocer. The green grocer then takes the five dollars that he got from the butcher, which he got from you, goes to the hardware store and buys, I don't know, a box of nails. The guy who runs the hardware store then takes that five dollars and comes back to you in your convenience store to buy some milk. So you end up with the same five. Everybody gets paid, but you end up with the same $5 that you started with. Do you see the analogy here? When people stop spending, that stops. That's called stagnation. So when that stops, ladies and gentlemen, what do you have to turn to in order to keep money? What do you have to turn to in order to keep the appearance of the economy rolling as per usual? You turn to the credit system. And if you haven't been paying attention, we are in debt up to our fucking eyeballs in the West. There is a credit bubble that is bursting at the seams. And if we enter some kind of prolonged recession type environment, if we enter some kind of mini depression here for the next three months, six months, the real, the real, you know, 10,000 pound gorilla sitting in the corner of the room is going to be the credit system. That is going to come crashing to the ground. There's an old saying: if you owe the bank, if you owe the bank one million dollars and can't afford to pay it back, the, you have a problem. But if you owe the bank a hundred million dollars and can't afford to pay it back, the bank has a problem. And right now, we owe collectively as a society a lot more than a hundred million dollars to the bank. And when capital stops washing through the system, that's when the debtors come knocking. That's when people want their money back because they're going to need it, right? This has a monumental clusterfuck written all over it. And again, if you turn on Fox News, what do you hear? It hasn't killed as many people as the flu. Like that matters. Like that's relevant. People are still sharing links out now of death statistics. Flu versus coronavirus. <laughs> you are so far behind the game, I'm fucking embarrassed for you. You have missed the point so completely that it makes me cringe so hard, I feel like my cheekbones are going to burst, shatter into a million pieces. Airlines for America. So what happens now? The companies go to you, the taxpayer, with their cap in hand and say, give us more of your money so the economy doesn't crash. So we can still get our bonuses. Because you know what? We're patriots. 
And real patriots want multinational corporations and the owners of those corporations to continue making their yacht repayments. That's what real patriots do in times of crisis. You band together. You fill the cup of those who sit at the other end of the table. That's what you do. That's what a real patriot does. You bleed and breed and make sure that the rich business owners can continue eating their caviar. (laughs) Airlines for America, the trade group representing airlines, uh, American Airlines, United Airlines, Delta Airlines and Southwest Airlines and others, said the industry needs $25 billion in grants, $25 billion in loans and significant tax relief to survive. They also seek tax relief that could be worth tens of billions of dollars through the end of at least 2021. <laughs> Tell you what. Okay, we need we need uh taxpayer money. We need it right now. Why don't you just put us on a why don't you just put us on TIG? Do you have that saying over there? Get it on TIG. TIG is a term that's used here by drug dealers. So if you you know, if you're going to get like a couple of hundred dollars worth of weed or something, but you don't have the money, you get it on TIG, which means next time you see the drug dealer, that's when you'll be, <laughs> that's when you pay him, right? So just put us on TIG. I'll, I'll fix you up later, bro. Fix it up later, bro. Let me get a kilo on TIG. Isn't it interesting how we're um, pushing out the time frame of this whole affair well into 2021 now. Do you remember the story? The story. Re- Ugh, pardon me. I need another sip of smart juice here. Hmm. Front me, bro. Ben K. Veritas in the chat. Do you remember the story we touched on yesterday from the UK where they're going to introduce special emergency powers, quote unquote, emergency powers? And those emergency powers include being able to lock up and throw in prison anybody who is suspected of having coronavirus. Suspected. But as you all know, you can be asymptomatic, meaning you don't display any symptoms of coronavirus at all, but you can still allegedly be a carrier of the virus. That is enough to get you thrown in prison now in the UK. And I asked the question, what do you think a reasonable frame of time would be for these quote-unquote emergency powers to be able to just lock people up on the suspicion that they have come into contact with anybody who has the coronavirus, throw them in prison for not... They haven't done anything wrong. They don't even have a runny nose. But if somebody thinks that you may have been in contact with somebody who does have a runny nose, they'll throw your ass in the clink. Emergency powers. How long do you think it's going to last? Two weeks, some people said two weeks, some people said three weeks, some people said a month. Two years. Try two years. Two years for these emergency powers to exist. And then you know what? Come back and we'll reevaluate them. We'll, they, they always try to reassure us, don't they? Don't worry, we're going to have a sunset clause. We're going to put a sunset clause in there so after two years, the, the laws will just evaporate into nothing, which is complete and utter bullshit. Because it didn't work for the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act is now nearly 20 years strong. They've gone through at least half a dozen sunset clauses. <laughs> the sun never sets on the fucking Patriot Act. <laughs> Why do you think it's going to set on the emergency powers to just lock people up for no fucking reason in the UK? Don't worry. It can't happen here. It won't happen here. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. These are apparently videos from people inside Italy 
This video came out yesterday. Italians in coronavirus hell warn Brits the worst case scenario will happen in chilling recordings. I don't know if UK Neil is still in the chat. I can't see him there. He might be just listening. Uh, UK Neil has been going pretty hard on Bojo over the, his most recent couple of episodes. Follow UK Neil, by the way. UK Neil. DLive.tv slash UK Neil. Uh, a lot of conservatives are very unhappy with Boris Johnson at the moment. The borders remain open. They're paying out hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayer money to companies like we are here in Australia, like you're about to in the US, but they're not even shutting the borders down yet, <laughs> which was probably the biggest issue in Brexit to begin with, was shutting the borders down. No more open immigration, please, Your Honour. Haven't done that yet. So this is apparently uh, Italians. I haven't seen this video yet. Let's have a look. Still waiting for a video. Here we go. It is believed that US, England and France are nine to ten days behind Italy. It is believed England and France, I'll read what's on the screen. I'd much prefer it if they just read it out themselves. Uh, US, England and France are nine days behind Italy. Okay. We asked people from all around Italy to record a message for themselves of 10 days ago. For thee themselves. God, it's written terribly. Of 10 days ago. Ciao, Anna. Ciao, Salvatore. Ciao, Francesca. Hi, Salvatore. Ciao, Hi, Virgi. <laughs> Are you afraid? Nah, I am you. Don't worry, I am you in 10 days. I'm speaking to you for the future. I know you're busy, but wait a second. I wanted to update you on Italy's latest. A huge mess is about to happen. I'm sure you've heard about coronavirus. I'm also pretty sure you're underestimating it. I even used to make fun of people wearing face masks. Mascarina. Stop making fun of mum for telling you to buy face masks and go buy them, idiot. Up until 10 days ago, I went to meetings for work. I'd go to dinner with friends. I'd go to the gym, to the hairdresser, the usual boring things. And again, think about the effect on the economy that we were talking about before. So the gym, the hairdresser, the restaurant, the bar, they all now don't have the money coming in that comes from you. So they now don't have money to spend themselves. Uh, we've never heard anybody. But in, 10 day, but in 10 days, life will be no more like this. The worst case scenario, that's exactly what will happen. Because infections in Italy will continue to increase. Proving to you this wasn't bullshit like you thought. And just, a, just a little tip for the people who keep like wanting to refer to the flu statistics like it's relevant, even though it's not. Come back to me in a year then. Like, it is wholly disingenuous to point to a year's worth of flu deaths and compare that to six weeks worth of deaths for another disease. You understand that, right? Like if I was earning money for a year and you were earning money for a month and a half and I said, hey, I earned $80,000 more than you, that you must be really fucking shitty at your job. You understand why that's wholly disingenuous and irrelevant, right?
So let's compare statistics a year from now. Don't compare a year's worth of deaths with six weeks' worth of deaths because you look like a fool when you do that. I hope you understand. Just a, just a, little, just a little pro tip for you. Dieci giorni fa potevano essere 2.000 contagi, adesso siamo arrivati a 18.000, abbiamo superato i 1.000 decessi. So this guy is saying, 10 days ago we had 2,000 people infected, now we have 18,000 people. From 2,000 to 18,000 in 10 days, we already passed 1,000 deaths. And now you're working deadly shifts at the hospital. The hospital workers uh, deserve, you know, at the end of this, the hospital workers should get a little bonus in their pay. Oh, I'm sorry. We're too busy paying the owners of the airline companies. <laughs> I was, what have you been... <laughs> I'm sorry, nurse who lives in a housing project in some shithole in Paris or in uh, Milan. I'm sorry, what have you been doing for the last six months? You've been treating people with coronavirus. Oh, you brave soul. We'd love to pay you a bonus, but unfortunately, the board members of Boeing have gotten billions of dollars, so there's none for you, I'm afraid. <laughs> They're getting their bonuses. You're getting nothing. Would you like a, would you like a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> we have plenty of toilet paper now. Now that the, now that the saga is over with. Here's, here's a, help yourself to a free roll of double ply. At least you can be comfortable. We're currently in a surreal situation. Nobody can leave their house unless they have a very serious... A whole nation stuck at home. Didn't see it coming Hospitals are literally blowing up. Lots of infections, even among young people. There are currently kids our age who are intubated and in intensive care. It's just a flu. Wait, maybe it's bad. Well, I don't know. We took it lightly. We should always be light in spirit, but not with our gestures. If you must go outside, only do it if indispensable. Indispensable. Because what you are risking is not a flu. People not taking it seriously. The issue is more serious than most of the world believes. This is not unfounded pessimism. So there you go. That's people in Italy if they could go back 10 days, apparently. Uh, we covered Anzac Day. Look, somebody in the chat said, look, stop all this. Stop all this. We're scaring old people to death. They don't need to catch anything. They'll be dying. Uh, it's a horrible thought, I know. But uh, to be honest, uh, the more people who die, the less strain there is on the health system. So, you know. <laughs> so maybe we're doing a service here, a community service. Who knows? How awful. I'm never coming back to this show again. Who the hell is this guy anyway? Who cares what this guy has to say? Fuck him. You know, the flu's killed more people. You know, the flu is a lot worse than this. Fuck this guy. Who cares what this guy says?
So you're right. In times like this, in times like this, uh, I think we need to turn to those who are in the know. I think there are certain people amongst us who walk amongst us who we hold in high regard, ladies and gentlemen. And in times of struggle throughout human history, it has been these people that we turn to for guidance, for spiritual leadership, for strength, and for unity. And I, I fear, you know, those times are now upon us. So we must turn to the people in our society who are better than us, the people in our society who have the authority to lead us through these troubled waters. And of course, I am talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the celebrities. And one more than other, many others, one of our personal favourites on this show, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B has got some things to say about the coronavirus. And I think that we should all pay very special attention to Cardi B because she knows what she's talking about. Remember, she helped Bernie Sanders do a video once. She knows politics back to front. She's a very clever girl. So uh, let's have a listen to what Cardi B's got to say about the whole coronavirus thing. I don't know what the fuck this coronavirus is about. I don't understand how that shit was from Wuhan, China. Now all of a sudden this shit is a motherfucking tour. And let <laughs> I love her, I've got to admit. I don't understand how this shit come from Corona Chan in motherfucking China. How all this shit get over here, all the way over here. And like, can the shit fucking swim? Like, do the little virus fucking germs get in the ocean? How come they don't get eaten by the fish? What, do they fucking fly here, motherfucker? I don't know how the motherfucker get over here. How the shit get here? You know, your grandma can't go to the hospital, get a pussy check by a gynecologist. I, I, my mind is on. My mind is at ease. Motherfucker, stop it! I don't know what the fuck this coronavirus is about. I don't understand how that shit was from Wuhan, China. Now all of a sudden this shit is a motherfucking tour. And let me tell you something. I even go up front. A bitch is scared. I'm a little scared. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, shit got me panicking. And a lot of you motherfuckers think it's a joke. Kiki, 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 Like I was thinking. <laughs> all y'all motherfuckers are kiki, kiki. <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> any express, <laughs> Celeste in the chat, any excuse to do your Cardi B impression? Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> of course, you've got me figured out. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers out there, you know, motherfuckers be scared. Some of the motherfuckers be like, kiki, 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 kiki. Y'all, I don't know about you motherfuckers, but I'm scared. I don't know how the shit get from Wuhan. And motherfucker get all the way over here. I don't know how the shit get here from the Wuhan in China. But motherfucker, I'm scared. I'm a little bit scared. And all you motherfuckers out there, kiki, kiki, kiki. Are you following along at home? Are you paying attention? Think it's a joke, kiki, 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 like I was thinking, right? But that shit right there, just because you think you're immune to it, guess what? Your pocket ain't, bitch, because a lot of shit comes from motherfucking China, bitch. So if you wonder where your motherfucking weave or your fashion over motherfucking packages have arrived, guess what, bitch?
She's right. This, this, this is the thing, though. She's fucking right. <laughs> Yo, motherfucker, I don't know how I come from Wuhan, get all the way over here. Like, I know I'm a little bit scared, but fucking bitches out there be not be scared. They be like, ki 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 like I was, motherfucker. But your bitches, you don't know, understand, because everything come from China, okay? So if you're wondering why your fucking Amazon package is not arriving, yeah, bitches, ha, ha, ha. It's because they come from China. <laughs> like I told you, I love her. Fuck you, weave, or your fashion over motherfucking packages have arrived. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Guess what, bitch? She's <laughs> like a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> Coronavirus! 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 <laughs> Do you feel better now? Do you, are you, has your mind been put at ease? Now that you've been given this information, ladies and gentlemen? Uh. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit is getting real! Shit is, shit is real! Coronavirus! Let's play it one more time because I just love it so much. Cardi B, the great Cardi B, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all don't understand how the motherfucker get over here from the Wuhan. Get all, all the way over here. Like, motherfuckers, you, you know me scared. I know I'm scared, but your motherfuckers are like, kiki, kiki, kiki. You're wondering how you don't get your fucking Amazon. You don't get your fucking packages. Ha ha ha, bitches. Coronavirus, bitches. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus.
Uh, I think the video is by um, iMarkies. I'll put that in the show notes after the show, ladies and gentlemen, so you can share that around. Shit is getting real. Shit is getting real. Pardon me. Um... Oh, yes, this is a good one. This is a fun one. Because we like solutions here, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't want to end you. I don't want to leave you on a sour note. I don't want to leave you hopeless. I want to leave you on a positive note that people are actually doing things. People are coming up with solutions to this problem, this epidemic, this pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Coronavirus, the shit is real. Whatever you want to... You can't top this. Best to end it now. No, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go for the end zone on this one. So I want to give you the people who are talking about solutions, ladies and gentlemen, people that matter. Because Cardi B put our mind at ease. Uh, she explained why we're not able to get packages from Amazon because coronavirus, coronavirus bitches. That's why. I don't know how this shit ends up from Wuhan to over here. So. I saw this video a few days ago, the Cardi solution. I saw this video a few days ago and I thought I absolutely must bring it to you. I have to bring it to the show. You are absolutely going to love this. This is the City Commission for Miami Beach. A reminder, by the way, that uh, DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has just from 5 p.m. today closed, suspended all the bars and all the restaurants uh, in Florida for 30 days. So you can imagine what kind of effect that's going to have on the economy of a place like Miami, where is I, I correct me if I'm wrong, I've never been there, but I suspect that the restaurant scene and the bar scene around the beaches of Miami is probably pretty fucking important to the local economy. If I can go out on a limb to make such a suggestion. So that's going to devastate it. So this was from the Miami um, city commission meeting on the thir- the 13th, so what's that, five days ago, four days ago? Have a listen to the solution here from the politicians, your politicians. Have a look at their solution to the coronavirus epidemic. You're going to love it. Just throw it out there. And, um, I, are there any doctors in the audience? I don't know, because I've, I've reached out to a couple of doctor friends to confirm. I don't know yet, but I'm, I've been trying to research and no one's answered the question. Is, you know, do you develop, once you have the coronavirus, assuming you make it through, do you have immunity? Some doctors have told me yes. To the extent that that is true, might we start thinking about, is dangerous but bold, Go, it's like a chicken pox, thank you, with our first responders voluntarily, <laughs> taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what he's saying? Do you see what he's getting at here? Don't you feel... <laughs> he even has the audacity to say it's a bold idea. It's a bold plan. Let's deliberately infect our paramedics and firefighters. <laughs> I can't. We, we pay these people. We pay these people to be in government. We pay these people to fucking come up with solutions. (laughs) The cool one in the chat, infect everyone? Yes!
If <laughs> coronavirus, this shit is real. <laughs> Fuck. Like, we want you to volunteer to be infected with the coronavirus. It's not like the chicken pox, by the way. It's not like the chicken pox. Uh, you may be less susceptible to being infected, is what I've been told. But you, it's not, you don't get, just get it once and then you're fucking free forever. It doesn't work that way. You can, you can be reinfected. They, they're actually expecting a whole bunch of Chinese people to be reinfected once they're out of quarantine. You will develop an immunity over time, perhaps, which I think is where the term herd immunity comes from. But you can get it again. So this guy wants to send in the first responders, ladies and gentlemen. The people that you rely on the most to save the lives of your fellow citizens. Let's put them all in hospital. <laughs> Take one for the fucking team. Have a go at this. Immunity. Some doctors have told me yes. To the extent that that is true, might we start thinking about, is dangerous but bold. Chicken go, It's like a chicken pox, thank you. With our first responders, voluntarily, <laughs> taking one for the team, going through the two weeks. Guys, we've got to be serious about this. And then <laughs> developing the immunity. We, I mean, we'll be able. To, we'll get an answer. We got to. It is our job to think boldly. We'll, we got to start thinking about this. We will. It is our job to think boldly. Yes, but unfortunately, comrade, who is this city commissioner? Good question. It's it's the Miami Beach City Commission meeting. You can see the date there, uh, the thirteenth of March, twenty twenty. So, um, you know, if you want to investigate further, find that guy's name. His name is there, like in front of him, but I can't see it. I can't read it. But I'm sure if you know if you want to look up the minutes of the meeting, they would it would probably be on some government website somewhere who was at that meeting and who said what. They generally take down who says things at those meetings. So um if you want to go in and have a look. I'll I'll leave the um I will leave pardon me, I'll have that that clip in the show notes for after the show. So that's one solution. <laughs> Deliberately infect deliberately infect the first responders. I like it. It is bold, I've got to say. He is thinking outside the box. Let's deliberately infect the guys. <laughs> Let's deliberately put the paramedics in hospital. <laughs> it's a bold strat bold decision, sir. Take one for the team. Uh, this was another solution that I came across. Parents spray children with disinfectant as coronavirus fear spreads. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, come on now. Don't leave us hanging. This is from Sacramento. We have kids at two Memphis, Tennessee schools after a district employee came in contact with a person who tested positive for coronavirus. Positive. WHBQ reporter saw parents look at this, wiping down all of their kids' school supplies <laughs> with what well, appears to be disinfectant wise. This one just spraying his son down with disinfectant spray. <laughs> We deserve this. I'm convinced. We absolutely deserve this. <laughs> open your mouth, son. Son, open your mouth so I can get the disinfectant down there in their throat. It says, they say that the virus lodges in your throat. 
Open your mouth. Pry your eyes open, son. I need to get the disinfectant right there on your eyeballs. <laughs> Standing out the front of the school, spraying their kids with disinfectant. <laughs> yes, Celeste in the chat. So now we're going to have children with respiratory issues and cancer from being sprayed with chemicals. That's right. I mean, pick your poison. Do you want cancer or do you want coronavirus? At least if you have cancer, you can still go to the football. Spray. <laughs> now, Annie Jones hoped plastic would help protect her when she went to pick up her nephew. That's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> This fucking guy <laughs> got a plastic bag on his head. <laughs> oh my god. Walking into school to pick up the kids with a plastic bag on your head. <laughs> Unbelievable. What, you didn't you didn't spray yourself with disinfectant before you left home? That was unwise. Two garbage bags. My shoes and came loose. Two garbage bags on my shoes. Sounds like Cardi B's mum. No sack. Don't nobody want their child to be sick and don't nobody want to take that virus to their house. Shelby County. <laughs> the, new, the look on the newsreader's face. Trash ninja. <laughs> Trash ninja. Ben K. Veritas in the chat. <laughs> Baby boy wasn't that bad at all. Huh? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. People are coming school up with solutions. Doris Ray says classes at the school will reopen March 30th. According to the World Health Organization, people with mild symptoms recover in about two weeks. There you go. Katie Johnston for CBS Local News. Thanks, Katie. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, jeez. We've got a little more time up our sleeve. Oh, how about this one? How about this one for you? I don't have the whole article here, even though I am subscribed to uh, Wall Street Journal. It seems like I'm not logged in and I've forgotten my password, but that's okay. Fever detecting goggles and disinfectant drones. Countries turn to tech to fight coronavirus. Oh, isn't that grand? Another solution that nobody asked for, ladies and gentlemen. Drone spray disinfectant over South Korea. So I guess that's the next level of the drone advancement see for now the drones are just chasing you around uh telling you to get back inside telling you to get off the street right that's what the drones are doing now but <laughs> in the future the drones will be just like the parents of sacramento who are spraying their children with disinfectant on the street maybe we'll get maybe we'll put nice little plastic bags around the drones as well just to make sure that they don't catch it <laughs> Drone spray disinfectant over South Korea. You were worried about chemtrails. Police wear thermal imaging goggles to detect fevers in China. Yes. And a chatbot fields coronavirus questions in Australia. 
The tech industry has long touted how ubiquitous connectivity, flashy gadgets and big data can improve people's lives. The novel coronavirus epidemic is putting that bold promise to the test. They've got a little video here. Let's have a look. This woman is being scolded for being outside without a face mask and was chased back into her home. These people are being admonished for hanging out in a group. They wow. were all caught by Chinese authorities who've been deploying drones equipped with high-resolution cameras and loudspeakers. It's one part of China's massive surveillance strategy to tackle the spread of the coronavirus, which has reached just about every region in the country. <laughs> Do you remember we did the story on this show a couple of weeks ago and you had the spokesman from the Chinese government talking about how they've installed facial recognition cameras in the train stations, right? So you no longer have to put your ticket in the turnstile to get in. You purchase your ticket, you upload your face to the ticket purchasing website. And then when you approach the turnstile, the camera takes a picture of your face and then opens and you walk through. Now, of course, if you're a long-time listener to this program, you already know all of the arguments that we've brought up as to why that would be horrifying beyond our worst nightmares, <laughs> that kind of situation. But do you remember the the excuse that the guy gave? Because remember, this is always about your convenience. There's two, there's two ways that this generally happens, right? Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. There's two ways that these kinds of things generally happen. If you're talking about the right, you're talking about the protection meme, meaning that they're going to wrap something up in a pretty little bow, in a pretty little package, something that you would otherwise never support. And they're going to find a way to make you support it by saying that it keeps you safe. Think of the Patriot Act, for example. So the right tends to go down this law and order route when it comes to introducing things that you would otherwise find abhorrent. Another way of doing it is by saying that it's for your convenience. So they installed the facial recognition cameras in the train station. People are now uploading their face voluntarily to a database in order to have the privilege of traveling. And the spokesman from the Chinese government said, well, you know, there's, there's privacy concerns. We get all that, but we're not really too interested in that. Uh, the main reason that we did this is because uh, old ladies can often struggle with their bags when they get to the turnstiles. Think if you have the... Oh, the reason that we install facial recognition software is because sometimes people come to a train station with heavy bags. <laughs> sometimes the battery on your smartphone is uh, gone flat. So we install this for your convenience. People come to train travel with a heavy bag. <laughs> so they cannot get the ticket out of their pocket. <laughs> Just completely pissing in your face, right? <laughs> So I want you to keep that in mind when we watch this. I haven't seen this clip, by the way, but I'm after doing this show for a few years now and after, you know, absorbing so much of this content over that time, I'm, I'm pretty confident I know where this is going to end up. And because it's on the Wall Street Journal's website, it's probably going to end up with uh, tepid approval, if not promotion, of the kind of surveillance nightmare that they're doing in China. They're probably going to say what a wonderful idea it is to have drones flying around, chasing people around, harassing people on the street, spraying them with disinfectant. Sometimes you have a heavy back. The virus has infected more than 80,000 in China, 
resulting in the deaths of more than 2,000 people in the country, far surpassing the death toll from SARS. The difference between 2003 and 2020, you know, is really enormous in terms of the government's reliance on and development of surveillance technology. Almost none of these, these tools were on offer at that time. Sophie Richardson is the China director at Human Rights Watch. She says during this public health crisis, China is embarking on an unprecedented use of surveillance by using big data and its citizens. So what exactly is China's surveillance strategy? And can it work to battle the epidemic? There are an estimated more than 300 million surveillance cameras in China and authorities are using them to monitor Chinese citizens. Many of the surveillance cameras in use in China now are equipped with facial recognition capabilities, which simply gives the authorities... Look at that. Just scanning people on the street. They, they can track you as soon as you walk out your front fucking door. <clears throat> and we did the story on this show a few weeks ago. I forget the name of the show. You'll have to go back in the archive and find it. Do you remember the spy planes flying over Baltimore? which sounds like the most ridiculous, whacked-out fucking conspiracy theory that anybody can think of until you actually look at the story and they are promoting it. Like, there, there's no hiding things here. There's no conspiracy here. The company that... the Literally the same company that was employed to fly spy planes over villages in Iraq during the Gulf War is now flying the same spy planes over the city of Baltimore 24-7. looking down at their own citizens 24 hours a day. And there was a poll released like, do you want this in Baltimore? And about 70% of people said, yes, we want Iraq war spy planes spying on us as though we were terrorists in Iraq. That's what we want. And so you think it's conspiracy theory. <clears throat> and this is like, I would show videos like this about what they're doing in China two years ago. And OG listeners to this program would remember it. And we were saying back then, remember, it can't happen here. People always say, it can't happen here. We've got a constitution. We've got a Bill of Rights. It's not happening here. It gives the authorities the ability to track who specifically has gone to which precise location. Combine that with data scraped from hospital records, police files, and public transportation history. All that is stored and linked to national ID cards, which gives the national Chinese government granular information about all its <clears throat> citizens. In January, a man who tested positive for the coronavirus used public buses and subways to crisscross China's eastern city of Nanjing. The police posted his journey with specific dates and times on social media. It can't happen here. You get on a bus, you go around the city, you take different bus routes. The police then post your complete travel history of the day the, to the minute where you were, where you were going, where you ended up. Your name, your address, where you were at what time. Right up there on social media. So everybody can find you. So everybody, shame him. 
Oh, boy. It can't happen here, right? Meanwhile, <clears throat> in the West, we're running hand over, we're, we're fighting hand over fist to get rid of cash. We want to move to a cashless society. Uh, we want to have travel cards, national ID cards, right? We can't wait to get there. We're already linking Facebook to our uh, voter registration, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. People say it can't happen here. We are we are clawing like madmen to, to get to where China is. And the brutal reality is most people don't know or most people don't care. And if they don't know or they don't care, if it's not either of those things, then they actually want it. People who don't want it, like us, we're in a tiny little minority and we'll just get drowned out by everyone else. With a warning that anyone who is in that area get tested for the virus. Wow. China's public health authorities have been candid about the use of big data during this public health crisis. They even developed a mobile phone app called the Close Contact Detector. The app has a database of people who have tested positive or have Whoa. symptoms. So as soon as you type in your name and national ID and log in, the app will tell you if you've ever come into close contact with someone who tested positive. Wow. <clears throat> Thank you for the diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Jules. Yeah, that's that's never going to be misused, is it? That could never be used in some other way. That could never happen. Like That could never be used for a nefarious purpose. So you understand, like, the, the ramification of this, right? So you put your name and your national ID number into, like, like that, that might be your social security number, for example, right? You put that into an app, and the app then tells, the app can tell you everybody that you've come into contact with. <laughs> ben in the chat, that's convenient. <laughs> so... It's not like you have to understand in order for that to work, that means that they have to know where everybody is at all times and who they are talking to, who they are mingling with. We covered the story on this show. Um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, what's the, oh God, what's the name of the company now? We move so fast here. We go from one topic to the next. It's, it can be distracting. Um, what was the name of the company? The AI company with the facial recognition technology? That's now being used by 600 law enforcement agencies in the United States and Canada alone. Uh, Clearview AI, that's right, developed by an Australian. Clearview AI, ladies and gentlemen, has the ability to take anybody's picture on the street and within, within fractions of a second can bring up what their name is, where they live, who they work and who their friends are, their social circle. And once you get somebody's social circle, then you can look at the social circle's friends and where they work and where they live. And this is now being used by law enforcement agencies to keep you safe. And we broke down the Fox News clip of, um, gee, what's the guy's name? Neil Cavuto. Neil Cavuto uh, shoving the police state penis violently down his own throat so he was gagging on it. We covered that, fellating the police state live on national TV. <clears throat> saying, oh, it's such a wonderful idea. It's keeping people safe. Look at that there. I just put my picture in, the, in that there app and then it comes up. This is a tool for law enforcement. He asked the guy who made this app, are you infringing on people's privacy? And the guy said, we're a tool for law enforcement. <laughs> and then about a week later, Neil Cavuto had to go back on his program and say, oh, look, he literally said it like this too. Oh, look, 
These things happen all the time. Turns out that it got hacked. Turns out that the app got hacked. But I'm not going to criticize the company for getting hacked. You know, this happens all the time. Horrifying stuff. Or if you're in the clear. So far, more than 200 million people have used the app. These new and different uses of technology uh, around the coronavirus may help uh, resolve some of the public health concerns, but it's also another way for the government to gather large amounts of information about people really effectively without their consent and in some cases without even their knowledge. Mm. Chinese health officials say all this data is in the pursuit of controlling the epidemic. This is about protecting people. This is about safety. You see, we can offer suggestions and guidance to related departments. The more information we collect, the better off everybody will be. See, we are keeping people safe. This is about safety more than anything. And also convenience. You see, because sometimes when you go to the train station, you cannot take your ticket out of your bag because sometimes people go to train station and they have very heavy bags. So this is why we have facial recognition technology. There you go. Isn't it fun? Aren't solutions fun, ladies and gentlemen? That will bring us to the end of the program for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of The Daily Boogie. Uh, Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well then, thanks for nothing. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for the tips. Thank you to everyone who uh, left a donation on DLive tonight. Your donations are most, uh, as always, are most appreciated. Thank you so much for your generosity. Now, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tell me about your heavy bags, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Don't forget to follow our friends at RealPersonPLTCS, at ChrisMC44, at YCensored, at UKNeil, at Iceman4433, <clears throat> at WinningTV. Also, Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bocker Bradley, uh, apologies to JJ Stoner who was on at the same time uh, apologies I'm a bit all over the place at the moment so follow JJ Stoner make it up to him by following JJ Stoner who's still live now dlive.tv slash JJ Stoner don't forget about Irrational Times as well uh, I'll be tuning in later tonight to Nightwave Radio if he's on Mersh uh, check out Nightwave Radio always a great show um, I'll be back tomorrow night around the same time it could be different I'll let you know on Twitter and in the Discord what time we do go live but i promise tomorrow i'll do my absolute level best to be coronavirus free <laughs> unless something unless something monumental happens and something monumental changes um we're gonna be coronavirus free tomorrow i'll do my best anyway i can't make any promises but i'll try <laughs> we'll see how we go so until then ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us stay calm stay rational god bless and we'll see you soon Bye bye the chest right now.